Welcome to Post Tsunami, where we talk about life after the tsunami of sound, a <laughs> concert slash marching band um, at Channel Islands High School. I'm Dicker Duke, and with me is Raynard or RJ. Um, RJ, what's up? What is oh. up? Uh, thanks for allowing me to be here. I think it's yeah. a really cool idea. Yeah, of course. No, thanks for helping me with the, with the podcast. <laughs> I learned quite a few new things. <laughs> Yeah, no problem. Mm -hmm. Let's see. So, I'll introduce myself to you. Yeah. yeah. So I'm um, Reynard Solomon. Um, I also go by RJ. I graduated class of 2013, meaning mm -hmm. I joined uh, 2009, 2009. <laughs> I spent all my four years in band, and I've also done my... Back then, uh, middle school was only two years, so two years in band in middle school, mm -hmm. and I also started in fourth grade, and I still play instruments. Isn't that fun? Yeah, yeah. Back then, <laughs> back then, that was when the elementary like bands started in fourth grade. Because I know, like later on, um, yeah, they cut like fourth and fifth grade, and they started at sixth grade, something like that. Yeah. Um, so that happened yeah. for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been through grade school starting in the uh, year 2000, uh, where they were able to have band for fourth grade. And then eventually, you know, with like budget cuts and like people yeah. thinking the arts aren't um, worth investing, they cut that program. And then yeah. eventually middle school became three years and then band started at sixth grade. Mm -hmm. But we were one of the lucky ones that had them in fourth grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's cool was, now, though, yeah. What's cool now is that um, elementary schools are starting to have their music programs back. Yeah, yeah, they're bringing it back. That's yeah. cool. You're saying before I cut you off. Um, that's okay. <laughs> um, I know with Ocean Views Band, they were thinking about cutting it, and um, this happened around when we were in band. I think actually when mm -hmm. it, when um, like Julian Vince's Eduardo's like that class was still yeah. here. Um, I think Ocean View's band program was in danger of um, being cut. Being cut, yeah. So we had like this this whole concert dedicated to why the band program should still be here and what the band program meant to to us, us as yeah. in like the Ocean View band kids. Yeah, right. Um, that's something that I remember a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, yeah. Like, I remember hearing about it, too. And, like, it's, like, really sad when, like, yeah. a school has, like, a dedicated, like, band or music program. But then, like, circumstances regarding, like, money and, like, the world. True. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, they cut them. But uh, recently, I've seen a resurgence of, like, music programs getting back into school. Mm -hmm. So then, like, an investment in music education in elementary. So, like, that's really exciting for me to see. Yeah, and we'll talk more about that since you're getting into that that field of music education. True. Yeah. So, um, if you were to describe yourself, like your 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 high school band self, like what kind of person were you? Like, like give us more context of who you were in high school. Yeah. So, like, um, let's start a little bit in middle school, like towards the end of it. Like, I was a pretty 
Um, if you didn't know me, you'd say like I'm pretty shy because like I don't talk a lot and stuff like that. But then for me, not a lot of people know this, but I have a, a disability. I'm deaf in one ear, and I've been like that since basically my birth. And because I'm deaf in one ear, I tend to listen more than I talk. And then like, um, sometimes it's hard for me to understand people, but maybe like because of the their positioning and stuff like that. But I always tended not to talk as much uh, in favor of just like listening to people and trying to understand them. Yeah. And like sometimes I just, I just don't understand them, but they affect the response. And I'm like, I do that awkward thing where I just nod or something like that. But then oh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of like too embarrassed back mm. then about like the fact yeah. that I didn't understand them because I have this kind of like condition. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like RJ. What's one plus one? <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, you, like you awkwardly laugh or something. Yeah. But it's like back then, um, I didn't really talk about it, and like a lot of people didn't understand it. So like I didn't really, or I don't, I don't like blame them or anything. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's like that thing uh, where like you just try to hide your problems as a kid because you don't really know how to deal with it. Right. And like. It wasn't like really normalized to talk about mm-hmm. um, things like that. But um, in uh, middle school, especially, um, a lot of people knew about me and my personality through the internet and like through like things like AIM chats or like group chats or like forums. Because when I was a kid, I spent a lot of time on the internet and like I did. Not just like gaming stuff, but like I participated in like a lot of forums, a lot of like group mm-hmm. chats with my yeah, friends. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So like there's that like kind of double side of me or like I'm able to communicate by text better than like socially. Um and it kind of all changed when I entered um mm-hmm. high school, my freshman year in two thousand and nine. Because um mm-hmm. For that, I really like am thankful for that senior class uh, at twenty oh nine, because they were the ones that bring me out of that shell, and like I've already developed like that personality through like group chats and stuff, like through like text communication. But then being with people like um, basically like Julian, Julian Roque, uh, Eduardo Victoria, and Vince Lavambuno, um they were like accepting of like the really dumb stuff and like really rash stuff that yeah. I want to do, like in an effort to be funny or yeah. because I think it's funny. I remember this one time um, I was talking with like some of the freshmen, like at the end of middle or yeah, some of the seniors at the end of my middle school year, um, the mm-hmm. 2009 seniors uh, in a voice chat or in a aim chat. And then uh, when Julian met me, in person it's like huh you're a lot different than uh, when you're talking online right <laughs> and like that got me like thinking yeah. like about <laughs> just that sentence and then it's like uh basically they allowed were accepting of me of like how awkward i am and how like weird i am but it's able they were able to help me develop into um how i how i am how i was in high school and then ultimately how i am now like I'm like uh some people call me smart. Like I I think I'm com- I'm completely average, but I'm just 
really like doing really dumb things in a safe way because I think it's funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I think it's funny. And like the third thing um, is that for me being in band, I think after my freshman year, I've always wanted basically to be a part of something, right? And like just yeah. to leave behind either like a legacy or just leave behind something for people uh, who are coming and people under me. So then I always had this notion of wanting to do something or like wanting to create stuff. And ultimately that led me to doing a lot for the band uh, in hopes that they would like con- continue on and carry it through. Yeah, that's that's so important as I think teenagers growing up in high school is that mm-hmm. you need that sense of belonging and you're a part of a organization. You're part of something that's greater than yourself. Yeah, and it's yeah. like it's a safe space in a community yeah. that I'm glad the freshman or the 2009 seniors created because without that, uh, I wouldn't be able to be like who I am today. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I think 2010 seniors because they graduated 2010. Or yeah, 2009. Yeah. 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 When I say that, I mean like the ones from my freshman year. Yeah. Yeah. We started 2009. Yeah. No, yeah. I get you um okay cool um let's move on to uh sorry my phone just activated google <laughs> it, it did that last time too um let's move on to the band memories and stories and and any cheese man <laughs> <laughs> with the band yeah yeah so let's start off like what was your favorite favorite year in band mm, do you... I don't want to be one of those people that's like, I like all my years in band, because I kind of did. But I think yeah, yeah. my most fun year, I think, was like uh, junior year and the transition into senior year. Because like, I felt like I did a lot of like um, stuff in terms of like producing things for the band and like helping like, with like leadership and stuff. But honestly, my my most favorite year would be freshman year just because like uh it's not a whole like community thing it's like i was able to like just be myself and like learn how to be myself and like discover a lot of like things about me socially also it's just fun being with the seniors i I honestly think the senior class like really influenced me yeah that that class was so impactful um i think everyone can agree yeah <laughs> even andrew from last week um we talked about how um i i feel like that class was a big deal because they established sort of the culture of the band and the standards or expectations of the band and how we're supposed to um i guess yeah. act musically and how we're supposed to practice and yeah, i was like how to hold up to that standard yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember um, hearing the stories like back then, um, you know, that whole, I don't know if you mentioned this, but like that thing with the drum line back then. Yeah. And like, um, basically, they came after like, or maybe, I don't know what year it happened, but um, it's kind of like a reformation that happened or something like that. And like, I think 
that's where um that's why it was like so influential because like they had an idea and vision of what they want and then by that year like they they nailed it perfectly at least for me yeah yeah definitely for me they were a big inspiration going into my drum major years my junior senior year yeah Um, like for example like julian really set the standard for me he set the bar like really high (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta be at this standard. Um, I have to, at least. I don't know, like, I don't know if "match" is the right word, but I have to like follow up on that. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like that. Come up to that level. Yeah, it's like, like, like a student master relationship, right? Right. Like, you don't really want to like overtake your master, but you want to meet him at at that place at that time. Yeah. But then you don't want to let them down too. Yeah. You know, he taught you all these things, and mm-hmm. you know, like when they leave, you can choose to like say screw it and throw it out the window <laughs> and just do your own thing. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think listening to you know older people's like wisdom and kind of incorporating, um, yeah, like all their knowledge and yeah, I think that's good because you know, imagine starting from scratch every year. Mm-hmm. That would that would suck. So definitely um I tried to take the mistakes that Julian made and not try to repeat them and that sort of thing. Yeah, and it's like it's cool like uh for me being like uh you're my drum major and then Lauren San and then seeing um Paul the Solace, like just those different three and then like um their standards and how they want to do things and it's like it's so different but you could tell like where they came from and i was like how we're maintaining that standard mm-hmm. so like trying to be the most consistent with um how it was back then yeah yeah being consistent is hard just with anything really. <laughs> it's super hard i know we're human sometimes you mess up yeah 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 but sometimes you also do amazing things yeah and i think <laughs> we've all done these amazing things over these yeah. these high school years. Um, you mentioned your junior and senior year. Um, what what makes you say, or what makes you mention that? Um, I think um, with the junior and senior year, like with my junior year is when, because I was basically selected to be in leadership mm-hmm. um, my sophomore year basically as a band publicist. But then um, I think in the junior year, though, it's like when I started to take the um, role even more serious and just going beyond like the publicist duties. Yeah. Because back then we didn't have like a historian or something like that. So like I was the one like taking all the pictures. I kind of like help with the, um, the Facebook stuff yeah and like creating different programs and things like that mm-hmm. but also like um just helping out with leadership in general like yeah helping with decisions um helping with um various fundraisers like raider fest and things like that yeah and like i definitely learned like a lot of skills in mm-hmm. terms of like how do you advertise a thing how do you design a thing for internet consumption and like I don't know. It's fun for me taking all these photos and things like that. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. And then senior year when I became um basically saxophone section leader. Uh so I talked about always wanting to create. And then for me, like there's always this like weird divide. I think it's like normal of like um the different uh instrument sections. So you got the like the flutes and then the clarinets and then low brass and then trumpets and stuff like that. But then I just wanna kind of like to be a bit showboaty in terms of curating like the best section in the band. Mm-hmm. So then we just created this thing called the sexy saxes, which is um based off of the sexy sax man. Uh, very oh, popular. Yeah. That was, <laughs> very that popular. Was, that movie. was the hot meme. <laughs> that was the hot meme back in 2010, 2011. That was great because there's not a lot of music memes. Yeah. Um, recently, it's been the coffin, the coffin, yeah, dance. the coffin dance. Yeah, I, love, I love the coffin dance. But anyways, <laughs> um, there's not a lot of music memes, and any time that we could get yeah, one, like, it's, it's a big it's, deal, especially for bad kids. <laughs> yeah, it's like you rally around it. Yeah, but uh, just me being able to help out with the creation of like sexy saxes, like we made a Facebook group, and then we did like weird bonding events and stuff like that. And like, eventually, like this is after senior year, uh, the saxophones they gave me this nice jacket you're seeing, and then they oh, yeah, yeah, embroidered yeah. my name on it. That's really nice. Yeah, my my brother has one too. Yeah, yeah. And and it's like, for me, uh, that's kind of like the fruits of your labor thing of like finally coming to this weird fruition. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, those are like the hallmarks of why junior senior year mm-hmm. is building up skills and then just hopefully leaving something yeah. behind for the other members of the band. Yeah, I didn't know about the sexy saxes until like now. <laughs> Maybe I was just completely oblivious. <laughs> Maybe I just didn't care, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't know about it. And yeah, um, it was, yeah, it's more like prevalent after you left. Yeah, because honestly, after <laughs> after you left. Uh, we just like kind of ran the place, like Lawrence, <laughs> the leadership, like Lawrence and yeah. Angel Aragon, and like the rest of the leadership. Um, yeah, and just kind of like did our thing for um for both benefit and somewhat detriment. But it's, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what happens when you leave a bunch of high school kids yeah uh, in control. Yeah, I like um with the sexy saxes that. Reminds me a lot of the sort of like section, like salt culture that we had yeah. in Cal Poly's band. Because we had with with Cal Poly's band, we had like section shirts, we had mm-hmm. like sectional dinners, like that yeah. sort of thing. It was very like clear that yeah. you were part of like the subculture of the band, and. Yeah. You would do things that only like the trumpets would get or like only the saxophones ever get. There would be memes that only that section would get, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um we had like sectional shirts too. Like every section had their own shirt, which is really fun to see. And really you can put whatever you want. So <laughs> <laughs> um it was it was a lot of fun um seeing all the variations of the yeah, different like shirts and in different sections and that sort of thing. Different like customs, cultures, or subcultures, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, and that's something that 
I think CI could benefit too as well. Um, because I know in high school that wasn't really a thing. Um, yeah. It could potentially cause problems, but I think it could do more good than harm. Yeah. For sure. The reason we started Sexy Saxes is, first of all, it was a joke. But two, <laughs> <laughs> it's because um, like the sections already, we started doing sectionals more, uh, more like prevalently like yeah, throughout my later years. Yeah, because we did, when I was there, I only mandated it like once a week. Yeah. And you got the whole band room too. Yeah. So. And then uh, we just started spending like a lot more time with each other. And then, like, in an effort almost to one-up the section leaders at the time, which is um, Andrew Orozco on trumpet and Nigel Aragon on low brass, like, we wanted, like, to prove, like, we had the most unified uh, section. No, so. I, I, I definitely think you, the saxes did. And back then, the saxes were, like, you guys are a pretty strong section, I think. Yeah, um, like... You had a lot of like good talent, but also like a lot of people willing to learn. Yeah, and then just being with each other, I think, and for me, just to create that kind of culture as a dumb joke was really <laughs> fun for me. And I don't know, hopefully, the other people got something out of it. You know, yeah. not just me. <laughs> um, any like memorable moments from? Like the sexy sax group that you that comes to mind. Mm, there's definitely like little bits of um. There's this one uh, freshman by the time I was senior, uh, named Kate Ann, and her refusal to do anything pelvic thrusty. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's funny. Um, I think I also was the person that helped started like um movements. Like, they were always, like, an idea. But then um, I started going overboard with the movements. Like, my saxophone, like, the instruction was, like, put the saxophone up, right? And then I tried to do it, like, uh, up as in parallel to the ground. <laughs> so kind of like Davis's band, because they, yeah, they, yeah. they do that stuff all the time. Which, um, you kind of have to balance movements with actually playing your instrument. Yeah, it's like there's the musicianship part, and then there's yeah. like the showy part. Yeah, and then you you go like totally overboard with the showy yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, like you can stand perfectly still and you know have like the most beautiful sound, but it wouldn't be very interesting to watch. Yeah, but on the flip side, if you go like way overboard with your movements, but then it just sound like crap, then <laughs> it's not gonna sound good. So there definitely has to be some sort of balance for sure. Yeah, but like we also did like one, like sexy saxes bond day. Mm -hmm. I forgot mostly what it was about. But I think we just hung <laughs> out like at the outside of the panda room and like yeah. bring each other snacks or something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's. I think the Facebook group is still up. Sometimes I get they post in it, but it's like a fun little thing to see. Mm -hmm. Do you ever check in on anyone from the group? um not specifically maybe i should do some more but uh i see them i see, I see y'all on uh <laughs> on instagram and yeah. twitter and stuff and like um they seem to be doing good yeah for sure um i think this is a good time to bring up the uh 
the slideshow or the the photos <laughs> that you the have. Slides, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the... so, yeah. So again, I was um band publicist. Uh, I took a lot of pictures in 2010, and then uh, we had an official historian position. Um, I'm I'm allowed to throw him under the bus because he's my friend. Um, Andrew <laughs> Roscoe, you did not do a good job taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, here's some pictures. Uh, this one. Did you break anything? Are we good? Hold on, I'm not seeing anything. How about now? It's broken. Okay, I see it. Cool. So this is um the senior class of twenty third or. 2013. Yeah, you guys were a big class too. Like yeah. you guys were pretty thick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coming from uh, the graduating class of 2910, there was like eight, maybe ten seniors, mm -hmm. and then with um the next class after that was an Enrique and Janice, right? Yeah, it's just those two. It's <laughs> just those two, and then you guys. It's like a pretty sizable amount. Yeah, we had uh, like six or seven of us like we were there were a lot of us but um like zonder and i were the ogs i guess you would call yeah. it <laughs> and like these this group i counted all of them there's 18 people here and i think mm -hmm. ultimately there was like 20 ish like 22 or 23 other seniors that weren't mm -hmm. like it has been associated with the band but not necessarily like in the band band yeah yeah but like we were super big yeah, yeah. Oh, I just remembered for the people on the audio <laughs> only version. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll like we'll describe what we're seeing in, yeah. in the picture. Um, but, so this is after our spring the, concert. And... Yeah, it's basically the seniors' last uh, concert. Yeah. So like this our our group photo that I mm -hmm. took from a video, and you see the the yeah. bad quality. Yeah, and. Uh, I think I think you guys started this trend because I don't remember doing this with my class. You guys started this trend of after the spring concert, the seniors would come up and have like a photo op. Yeah, I think and... I, I remember you guys doing it, but I don't think we did. You guys did like this really dumb pose. Yeah, no. Um, I've been to a few of the spring concerts, you know, as an audience member, like after yeah. I graduated, and they do it every year the seniors come oh, up yeah. so i think you guys started it um, which is really cool <laughs> trend centers as they say trend yeah. trend centers um, let's see what else i mean there's there's a bunch of you guys um you can see the mom at the bottom taking a photo <laughs> or a family member and then in the background is everyone else everyone um, else like just trying to like get away yeah getting away or clean up um after the concert and yeah. that guitar in the back i think that's a maros or was it mr haynes because i know mr haynes played with us yeah with the like a strat yeah yeah, with the, I, yeah it's hard to tell but um yeah the i don't think do they still do the the table shell in the back they Sometimes did i don't see it yeah, they did it a few years after, you know, we left, but then they just stopped doing it. Yeah, getting the tables out were, like, such a pain. Yeah, it was a pain, but, I mean, I don't even know if it helped acoustically or not. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it did. The gym's too big. Yeah. 
Um, the gym is not really an ideal place for a concert. You know, but, that's what we had. But, yeah, that's what we had, and we had to do what we had to make do with what we had. Um, and oh, just a random memory that I had of my senior year or your junior year is that um, yeah. that was the first year we had a concert at a performing arts center, and this yeah. was at Oxford yeah. College. Yeah, that was when that venue was brand new. And, I, I, yeah, it's like I have pictures of it too. In here. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was such a memorable moment for me, and mm. that's something that I want everyone to experience at least once. Yeah, like um, the we call it the OC pack, the Oxford yeah. College Performing Arts Center. Mm-hmm. But um, for like us being in the gym all the time, being there was like super exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big deal. <laughs> it was a big deal. I have right. other pictures. It's a mix. This uh, quote-unquote slideshow is mm-hmm. a mixture of uh, both uh, yeah, cool yeah. pictures I took and then the fun pictures I took. One of them mm-hmm. being Santa to the Sea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this one. Um, this was in... 2011? No, this is my 20... junior year. Your yeah, this is t- year. Yeah, 2010. Because of the band shirts, I could tell. <laughs> um, for oh, for man. the people listening, um, we're making like a human pyramid, and <laughs> there's three of us at the bottom, <laughs> two in the two. next row, and then, and and then, then one at the one top. top. Um, and this was at uh, Oxard Beach Park, I think it was called. Is it Oxard? I think it's Oxnard, or yeah, it is Oxnard. Yeah, one of the beach parks there. Um, yeah, like I know where it is. I'm not, yeah, I just forgot the name, but I think that's Oxnard Beach Park. Yeah, um, it was like they have so after like our concert or our um sorry or after our um performance, mm-hmm. uh, getting all the runners hype. Uh, usually we like spend an hour or two waiting for our parents to pick us up, and then that allows us to do really dumb things sometimes. Yep, just so create a human pyramid. Yep, teenagers doing teenage things. <laughs> Or this one is our drum major Duke Dow and our assistant drum major Lawrence Ann attempting to do a two-person cartwheel. <laughs> oh, too late. Oh man, yeah. I don't remember that. this at all, but uh, <laughs> I remember doing stupid stuff like this. Yeah. <laughs> you can see um Lawrence's cool phone. Yeah, I think the, one of the first ones that had like a that's the first Android phone. phone. Yeah, yeah the that's Android. that's the G one, HTC G one. Um, first Android phone that had that slide out keyboard. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And um, then uh, if you zoom in on Duke's pants, you see this wasn't the first time. This yeah. I actually have a whole pile of jeans that are just ripped, like in the knee area. And I only use those jeans for like outdoor work or if I'm painting, that sort of thing. I'm pretty sure the jeans that I have right now in that picture are in that pile. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, then... The cool thing um, in this photo is like the belt that I used to wear. I don't, yeah. I don't have the belt anymore, but um, it's a belt with, it's a black belt with like music notes on it. Looks so um, cool. The Trouble Clef has some notes. I never actually like played it, but um, I think I remember trying to see if it actually wasn't four four, and it wasn't. I think I don't know. <laughs> it was like a, it was like a design thing. Yeah, it was just always a cool design. 
And then I also brought it around my wiki, my Wookie. Yeah, you're Wookie. Oh, Wookie. I remember it's, that. Yeah, it's on my belt clip. Then I think it's our last Santa to see one. This is um, <laughs> we did a lot of dumb stuff. But I think it's fun. Yeah, you want to describe it, RJ? Yeah, this one. Uh, it's the logo for CI, but built out of people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> on the floor. What else? Remember this, Duke? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is when um, this is one of the drumline competitions. I actually yeah. looked back at some of these photos, um, maybe a couple weeks ago. They're still um, available on like the the Facebook page, right? Yeah, yeah. I uploaded all the photos that I had pretty much on there, mm-hmm. um, so you can go back and see all these photos. Because I think um, I think I did, and um, mm-hmm. your guys' class did a really good job of posting everything yeah on social media um so all this is online but um what we're seeing here is just the i think this is the gym of the high school that was holding the drumline competition yeah it's uh the logo was the lobos i think the next picture has the name yeah there you go this is the the sign um Mm -hmm. in front of the high school los amigos high school den of the lobos it's pretty cool it's uh, somewhere in LA. Yeah. And then in this one, we cut up a piece of cardboard and then it says band was here right next to the school sign. Yeah. And That's like, pretty cool. Yeah. Oops. This one, you remember? Um, yeah, Six this Flags. was at Six Flags. Um, yeah, let me, I'll, I'll describe this one. Um, so we were at Six Flags and um, to put it shortly, I was, uh, I was going through like a bad time and I don't know, it was just captured on video. Um, and I don't know, there's a, there's a caption. So it's me standing in front of this like Skittles poster and it says in Canada, Skittles are called Skittles. <laughs> um, and I don't know, I, I think there was some caption yeah, about like me know. being like sad about I- Skittles in Canada being called Skittles, <laughs> or something. Yeah, like I remember. That. I remember that. I remember posting it. It's 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 probably on the the Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I don't have that. I don't have that camera anymore. But I still have that bag. The bag is right here. Right there. <laughs> on my window. Remember, remember your Pac-Man hat. Yeah, I still. Well, not maybe not that one, but I have the same exact Pac-Man hat because I bought a second one. <laughs> All right, story time. Ready. So yeah. if you look on my camera, I don't know if this shows up, <laughs> but um, this is the exact moment Duke lost the original Pac-Man hat. Yeah, it was <laughs> funny. Like the Six Flags <laughs> ride, the capture it. Yeah, I remember when the dip was happening. Yeah, I I felt the hat like graze along my hand, and if I just like if I just you know clasp my hand literally like a second or two sooner i would have got my hat but it got away i'm <laughs> like yeah, that was like really sad dude yeah but um <laughs> yeah uh yeah the band went to at least in my time six flags twice one my freshman year and then one uh your senior year right we did it both of my years my junior and senior year and 
I think from what Andrew said last year, you guys, or last time, you guys did it the year after that, and then it transitioned to Disneyland. Something oh, like yeah. Yeah. I remember going to Disneyland. Oh, uh, maybe you guys did both your senior year? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Six Flags is fun. What else is in here? Oh, this is one of the Bond days. Um, this photo. I had a really bad tan. I still have that bad tan. <laughs> This, yeah, yeah. This is um, this is. This was going into what summer was this? Yeah, well, 2011. Yeah, it is 2011. Is this the summer? Maybe, maybe these timestamps are wrong. I think. Yeah, because my because yeah because because yeah, Monica's was... in the picture. That's why. <laughs> 2011. Um. Yeah, in in this picture we have like a bunch of things to make s'mores out of. So we got yeah, so we got some cream, crackers, we got some uh, like marshmallows, chocolates, yeah, cookies, marshmallows. Hershey's. But then I just, some it might be me. It might have been me goading someone on, but like we just stacked <laughs> them in a tower. But look at this perfect physics. Yeah, yeah. Next one. This is also fun. I don't know if Andrew told you about it. Uh, no, <laughs> nope, not this one. So basically, what happened here is that someone brought a knife to the same pond day. Oh. Everyone, everyone else on <laughs> on the beach because someone brought a knife because like it was a cake or something. And then uh, it's like me and Andrew hanging back while everyone else was playing volleyball, and like there's a bunch of seagulls, and I thought it'd be funny if I took pictures of Andrew pretending to throw the knife at the seagulls. And then he oh. just threw it at the wall. <laughs> and then we basically dented someone's knife. Anyways, fun story. Dang. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that at all. You were, I, I, I don't think you were there. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, in band, sometimes after events, we just get into fun antics. Here's um, uh, your leadership messing around at the boat. <laughs> Yeah, this is at um, Chowan's Harbor. Yeah. Just, Probably one of those smaller events. Right? Yeah, and it's like uh, this picture is the overview from the bridge in Chowan's Harbor, looking over the toppers. I think this is when we like uh, after an, an event, we just walk all the way to toppers, and it's probably like like not a few miles, but probably like two miles long of a walk. Yeah, yeah, it's still a sizable amount of walking. And I'm curious, like, when did that toppers get built? Because I still, in my mind, I still think it's fairly new. <laughs> it's, it, every time I go in there, it's like, it seems modern. Yeah, exactly. It seems like well-kept. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah, and that's us inside the toppers. Oh, it's just me. Uh, it's just me. Um, staring at the camera on the phone, staring at the camera. I think Archie took this one. <laughs> See this one, uh, Pismo Beach. One yeah, so ones. this one, it's um just like an overview at the band at Pismo Beach, and you could see me in the front in the drum major uniform, mm. um, and in the back. It's, it looks like it's eight steps. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like counting. <laughs> it's like you have like a, a measure of like, yeah. like five yeah. feet. And then you yeah. just scale it. 
I found out um being in Cal Poly's band that um if you want to be eight to the five, every step is twenty two point five inches. This is fun fact. <laughs> um but anyways, yeah, the band is in the back. Looks like we're we're playing something. Probably probably playing the march, but this is in like the staging area. Yeah, this is the warm up area. Yeah. Then um <laughs> we're a bunch of crazy kids. This guy, Mark Galimba, real <laughs> real physical comedian, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, he played um he played tuba and snare. Yeah, he, he started uh, middle school with percussion, and then he he picked up like low brass. But uh, this is a picture of um, Mark holding a bunch of our hats over a highway overpass. Yeah, that was a cool overpass. Um, <laughs> when I went to school, I would pass by it, and you know all the Pismo. <laughs> so that was fun. This one, I don't know if you were here. But this is, um, I think you were, this is uh, the band, or this is the band playing at our football's, football team's first CIF game ever. Yeah, Santa Monica? Yeah. And Santa, yeah. 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 And again, we're a bunch of dumb kids, but we saw this giant porta potty and we liked it. <laughs> yeah, it's just a picture of uh, Ray, Angel, and Andrew next to a porta potty um, near the track. And um, I remember being at Santa Monica, and I remember the band, like, being kind of like, an, they were kind of like asses, <laughs> um, because they would, I forgot what they did, like, they would they would play when we would play, and, um, like, I remember them playing Word Up, and just, like, like shoving that in our face. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, on purpose, yeah. Yeah. I was like, damn. And they were a nice band, too. Uh, <laughs> I think they were they had, like, twice as many people that we had. Yeah, they were a big band, and, like, they yeah. did a field show during uh, halftime. Yeah. This is, um, yeah, but for us, it was exciting, because um, we never been to a CIF game. Yeah, that was a big deal. That's Especially, like yeah, considering, you know, in the past, we are always, like, last in the district. Yeah, you're excited um, in the last. Yeah. But my senior year, like, like shout out to my senior class, but like they really <laughs> stepped it up. We like won almost every game. Yeah, dude. That, Even that year, it's um, so impressive in a way, <laughs> comparatively. But um, after this game, uh, it was uh me, Andrew, Lawrence, and Angel, and then we were just it was like what is it two or uh, pretty much midnight. Mm-hmm. And you just bought a bunch of food at McDonald's. Mm. We bought two McRibs, uh, 40 McNuggets, <laughs> Cokes. Also, Lawrence, for some reason, wanted apple slices. I think we had he a joke. Separately. <laughs> we had to pull up to the register and say, can you add apple slices? Yeah, yeah. So for 54 cents, we got apple slices. Yeah, for the people... Joke. Yeah, it's... For people listening, it's it's just a picture of two receipts, yeah. and the second receipt only has the apple slices. <laughs> Lawrence really wanted them. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is after that CIF game. Yeah. I think yeah, we took the bus there. Yeah, and then it's like we got back pretty late. Mm-hmm. This next one. Oh, this is one of the uh, Christmas parades. We found a Puss in Boots. Mm-hmm. And then he starts to Taylor Morales and Andrew Rusco looking pretty happy. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then more Christmas Parade stuff. This is like the entire band. Uh, I think this is... What year is this? I think this is um 2011, because I'm playing, which is... Yeah. So yeah, if, right. if you don't know, we back then we had this tradition where um, if you were the drum major and you were a senior, you played in the Oxford Christmas Parade. And mm-hmm. you had your assistant drum major or whoever the other drum major was. Yeah. They would lead the bands. Oh, and that was is, like... I didn't yeah. realize. <laughs> with your yeah, I, I still have that, that Santa hat. <laughs> It has so many pins now because I've been to every single tube at Christmas. Well, almost every single tube at Christmas yeah. since like 20, um, 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, that the the Oxford Christmas Parade that was supposed to be the the parade where yeah the assistant um, drum major right yeah the assistant drum major that was sort of like their first yeah. their first gig. Oh yeah, this these are some of the pictures from um the OC pack. Again, like the sexy saxophones. Like look at these handsome ladies. <laughs> <laughs> this is during like dress rehearsal, right? Yeah, so, yeah, this is the day before. Uh-huh. Which um we we just like did stage check and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is our drum line. Like like the it's like a really professional venue, and it's like, I I really liked it, and I wondered why, um, like we weren't able to get that venue again. Yeah, um, I can I can speak a little bit about the back end. So, Mr. Terrell tried to get the venue for free for the band. Yeah. Um, and he's like trying to put in like the community aspect of the band, like. Hey, yeah, this like could really, yeah. yeah, this could really help the community and um, help showcase the talent we have in our community. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then OC was like, "Nope, you still gotta." So to to book the venue, you have to pay. I think it was like nine hundred dollars for like a day, something yeah. like that. And like, yeah, yeah. So you know, Terrell tried to smooth talk his way <laughs> into getting the venue for free, but and he. He already built this expectation with the band that we were definitely going yeah. to perform like, at the pack, right? At the OC yeah. pack. Um, and I guess OC just wasn't budget- budging, so um, <laughs> Terrell caved in, like, all right, we'll pay the $900. It might have been, like, 1800 because the dress yeah, also eight, counts as a day, right? We, yeah, we used two days. Yeah, like, so... Their, their, their staff needs to be there. Yeah, yeah. So that's eighteen hundred dollars. Like it's gone from from our um, like bank account, and that's why we haven't been able to do it again because the band cannot afford eighteen hundred dollars <laughs> per performance. Yeah, it's um, like and all that stuff. Yeah, like I really wish other band members had this sort of opportunity. Because we're all just so used to the gym, and then like it's, it doesn't um, give you like a sense of like, hey, we're doing this performance on stage. Yeah. It just seems like another like night at school. Yeah. Like, oh, we're just performing. <laughs> um, yeah, because like being at the OC Pack, it's like it's like a new venue, and it's like it's um, yeah, 
big stage, even though yeah. it's still kind of small, but it's like it's still like professional looking. I mean, like yeah, yeah, you get a stage like <laughs> get a stage. Look at this this cool lighting. This is um the picture is the drum line, um being on stage for dress rehearsal, but it's like it was just really exciting for us as musicians. And then uh, for me personally, uh, I haven't mentioned this yet. And we'll mention it later, but um, I'm like a music teacher <laughs> now in a way. I like trained to be a music teacher, but like something like this, um, students actually do like do deserve, yeah, like a chance to perform like on a stage like this. Yeah, it provides like that platform for students, and for us at CA, we don't really have that platform. We have to get a rig, the gym, <laughs> to do that. And over the years, we've gotten like lazier and lazier because we don't even bring out the shell anymore <laughs> we used to we used to have like we we used to go like asb mode and have yeah. posters in the back and yeah it's like some artwork stuff up in the rafters yeah but even i don't like, think we even do that blue tarp <laughs> yeah we don't put down a blue tarp anymore <laughs> yeah but um yeah i like the next picture is uh the tuba christmas people practicing in front of them mm -hmm. the thing yeah, that's that's cool because uh, Tuba Tim actually came and conducted that segment. Oh yeah, that's right. He yeah. came. Out. Yeah. Um, if you go to the Facebook page and you go to that concert, he mm -hmm. there's a picture of uh, of him conducting the band, which is really cool. That's right. And um, now that I'm in the Ventura County concert band, he plays tuba yeah. in the Ventura County concert yeah. band. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's. Yeah, it was cool seeing. It's cool seeing him every week. I actually sit right behind him because the mm -hmm. trumpets are right behind the tubas. Mm -hmm. The tubas sit in their own like corner. They don't. They they actually don't sit with the rest of little brass. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they sit like right in the back behind the trumpets. Um. So I I sit behind him, which is interesting. Just <laughs> fun side note. But when we're actually performing, the tubas are like right in the middle of the band like literally in the middle of the band so we have like um we have two sides where mm -hmm. there's like trumpets on one side and trombones on the other side mm -hmm. right. and then right in the middle are the tubas um yeah and then, and then, be and then behind the tubas are our, all of our percussion yeah um, yeah it's like that in most uh modern symphonic bands like when yeah. i went to csun and that they're a wind band the tubas are often like either like in the center in the back or like on rafters on the back yeah because like uh they need to be heard and like yeah. the entire band needs to hear them yeah the tubas are definitely like the anchor of the band tubas and the uh, percussion yeah sure. <laughs> the other one doesn't make don't even matter get rid of <laughs> only percussion no one matters no one else matters <laughs> yeah so it's like more common theme of um really dumb stuff this is Lauren Sand pretending to eat out of maybe he is eating out of trash can. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. Uh, winter concert. Maybe that's why they wouldn't let us back. We just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, it wasn't it wasn't the winter concert, but um, I think at the jazz concert because we also had a jazz rehearsal because we yeah. um, did a sound check for. Um, the oc pack like someone 
I'm not gonna name. I'm not. I'm not gonna <laughs> put them on blast. But like, someone stole some soda in the fridge. <laughs> I remember and, that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just high school kids being high school kids. Um, yeah, it's like our, it's our first time at the venue. Cut us some slack. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that uh, we we probably should have made it clear no stealing <laughs> at the venue. Um, yeah, sometimes you make mistakes, and it's like yeah, hey, it's okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, in 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 that last picture, it's um, it's Brian looks like he's getting stabbed with a clarinet. That's like <laughs> three we, times put him, we put him in the trash can. Jerking, yeah. they're just hitting with the clarinet. Well, mm-hmm. we, <laughs> next picture. <laughs> Um, again, it's like this is the drum line uh, on that stage again, but in our own. The actual performance. Oh, yeah, the actual performance. Yeah, and then in the back, there's the um, there's the band banner. Yeah, the which, band banner. Yeah, we didn't really use, but I really like that banner. Like, it just looks really cool. Yeah, I think um, it it deserved to be used other than in a parade. <laughs> More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then even in parade, I don't remember us using it that much because we had banners. Yeah, like, like the squad banners. The squad banners. Like acting as our banners. Yeah, I think like one or two times we'd have like carriers. Yeah. Doing that whole thing. Yeah, I think um St. Patrick's the St. Patrick's parade we used it. Mm-hmm. Next picture. Oh. There's oh man. This, <laughs> there's this. I was looking through these pictures again, and there's like this weird phenomenon. Maybe I like encourage it, of like my friends or like other people, or basically my friends planking. Yeah, like, planking for you kids that don't remember. <laughs> basically, you just be like a wooden plank board on top of a thing, right? So this picture is um one of my friends, Alexis Amaro, planking on. <laughs> The cool rock structure in the in the, the jungle gym area of Dockside Beach Park. Yep. I think I have more planking. This is oh, him yeah. planking the other Just way. View. Yeah. And you can tell that it was your guys' junior year or my senior yeah. year because of the Angels Band yeah. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lawrence had this particular <laughs> way of planking in which he puts his leg over his arm, over his shoulder. And that's what you see here. Uh, we're, it, we're seeing. Is it planking at that point? It kind of just looks like roadkill. Yeah. He yeah, looks like it looks really flexible. Like you have to be really flexible to put your leg over your head like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he did it. I think he's at this point he is like doing like splits or something. Yeah. And then here's um Andrew Orozco attempting to plank on um <laughs> a traffic cone. And then here's Andrew Orozco. Yet again, planking on a trash can. This is, I think, this is also at Oxford Beach Park. This is, um, this, yeah, this is, these are all the same. And yeah, then here's him doing it <laughs> on a pole. That looks painful. That's significantly sure. smaller. <laughs> on a planking was a thing. Yeah. Uh, no one really planks now, but that was like the hot meme back in like 2011. Oh, RJ, your camera. Oh, <laughs> um, I can describe the photo while you bring your camp back up. Um, so this is another photo at the Oxford Beach Park um, after Sand to the Sea. And there's this thing where you make a table 
from four people. Um, but you have to like lay down in a particular way and in a particular sequence so that everyone stays stable. <laughs> so I'm in this picture, I'm on Lawrence's crotch, and then <laughs> Lawrence has to do the same thing, but he has to do it on on Ray's crotch, and then Ray's <laughs> Ray's head is on Andrew's crotch, and then Andrew's head is on my crotch. So that's how we we stabilize um, each other. Truly a work of engineering. Yep, I would say. <laughs> yeah, just these little moments in band, like. I completely forgot about this, but just little these little things like really um, make band band. You know, this I don't know. Yeah, it's like um, our fun <laughs> antics, a bit unsupervised, but we're we're trying to maintain like a safe community, anyways. Yeah. So like you sure no one got hurt. Uh, hopefully, no one got hurt doing this. <laughs> <laughs> um, here we have. Basically, a person laying down on the floor, another person planking on top of them, another person planking on top of them, uh, uh, one person sitting on the two people that are planking and lying on the floor, and then Lawrence doing his thing again. <laughs> Lawrence is just on the side. <laughs> on the side in the front, doing his leg over his shoulder thing. Mm -hmm. um, that's We like to have fun around here. And then uh, I think this is the last one of this set. Mm -hmm. Was Lawrence reverse reverse planking, if you have to call it that, on the trash can? Yeah, this is when you're facing up versus facing <laughs> down. Because usually when you're plank, you're facing like your 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 face is like facing the ground. But this this one, your face is facing the sky. <laughs> and then you can see Ray taking a picture in the back. <laughs> see, oh, this is um uh, one of um this. Saxophone Christmases. They held yep. them at the Ronald Reagan Park or Ronald Reagan Museum. Mm -hmm. And then uh, this is Lauren doing his thing again. <laughs> I think when you when I learned that he was able to do it, I wanted to take more pictures of him with it. Yeah. Oh man, this picture. Um, this is when we were at the library, and it was during one of our leadership meetings. I think. Um, I think back then. I might have held maybe a little too many meetings. Um, like it was starting to get a little bureaucratic. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I guess that was sort of my style of leadership is that like if if the leadership ever goes kaput, then you have like documents and yeah. things set in stone for the organization to rebuild itself. And that was, that's what I was trying to do. Yeah, because um, like we started to have more things like a secretary taking notes during the meeting and like uh basically a written record of what's going on but also like um as it like documents or whatever being created just to help it uh help the leadership move on and like have things set in stone rather than just like pass everything down orally yeah 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 so that's what that's what I was trying to do I didn't really get it finished what I wanted to start because obviously now like all the things that I did don't aren't even in play <laughs> unfortunately but um I don't know I I try to pass down what you know yeah. like what I what I know
Yeah, then I think uh, you started like a certain precedent that uh, we wanted to follow. Because I'm not sure if you're there too, but our leadership the, for the class of 2013 uh, wanted to create like a band constitution. Yeah, I started it. Yeah, um, there you go. We never finished it though. Yeah, from what I remember from talking to um, like people like Warren Zan and Angel, is that um, we th- I we think Andrew had the final draft. And then he has was the one that's supposed to like really finalize it and then send it to Lawrence and then you to like approve of it and make it a thing. But then it all stopped at Andrew. Again, I'm able to yeah. do this because he, he's one of my best friends. <laughs> I think I think you also have to um send the constitution to ASB to make it like, yeah, like official official, story. right? Like as a club, something like yeah. that. As but like I think you wanted to do it, um, make make sure a uh, band leadership gets like the first look at it as we're yeah. sending it. But um, these leadership meetings were honestly pretty productive. I like them. I like I like the meeting rooms in the library. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is the South Park, uh, South Oxnard Public Library. Um, I forgot when it was built. Do you remember when it was built? Oh man, probably. I want to say between 2005 and 2008, 2009, something like yeah. that. It was fairly new. This was fairly new. For sure. Yeah. I remember um, it being new in high school, like when I first started yeah. high school. Yeah. And for us back then, the band was, for this year in this picture, the band was like 50 going on 60 strong, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. And Definitely a big band. Yeah, we were... Well, relatively big band for us because when I started, um, my freshman year, there were like 25 of us. Mm-hmm. And I literally thought the band was going to die because we didn't have the numbers. I mentioned this with Andrew. Um, but then your guys' class came in and I was like, all right, we're good. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah. And then we just kept growing on from there. And so I think... In my mind, like we needed more organization. We couldn't just let three people run the show. Yeah. <laughs> like in the past. Like back then too. I was like, we had this running joke of um of like kind of like the big three that ran the whole thing. Yes. And I remember uh you wanted to change that. And like it did. It did change. Yeah. Like a lot of even though like we didn't really stick to our designated positions all the time. A lot of people had a lot more responsibility, and responsibility could be like diverted into different parts. Yeah, and I think that's what helped make made um our bands like pretty successful. Uh, these next ones, I don't want to mull too over about. So I'll just skip them. I remember, <laughs> I remember Foster the freeze. um the Foster's freeze. Yeah, that Foster's freeze. Valley. Yeah, that font just freezes. At least the one in Oxnard is gone. Like, it's yeah, level. <laughs> but after that meeting, we walked all the way down to um the Foster's freeze. Uh, one last two raw. Um, this one, it's a picture of us going into the van, getting ready for our middle school visitations. Uh, Mr. Terrell rented this um, nice car, but it could only fit us. It could only like, fit half of, of yeah, half yeah. of the people that were going. Yeah, so we had to make two trips. 
as typical <laughs> high school students go, we did a bunch. This is Andrew attempting to jump from the back of the car into like the front, the the the, the seats. Dang. Right? Dang, we should have had a we should have had Andrew like on this episode. Like he's in like half the pictures. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, again, this is Andrew planking on um one of the basically the the director's chair of the middle school. Yeah, this is a black stock. Yeah, this is a black stock. Again, um, more planking, but again, three people. Uh, Lauren San, John Sabay, and Angel Aragon. Uh, for some reason, I, I, I don't really understand the planking. But, you know. I, it was the hot meme back then, so we all did. <laughs> this is um, the parking lot of Blackstock Middle School of... Um, I think there's Ansel Andrew. Andrew planking on the speed bump. Angel Aragon in the background. That looks pretty comfortable. He's like right centered. <laughs> uh, this is one of our rallies. Lots of cool pictures. Yeah, and um, we're not in uniform. It's just like it looks like one of those lunch rallies that. Uh, yeah, these are the lunch rallies. Yeah, and wow, everyone looks so young. <laughs> this I know, right? Yeah, the person who sticks out to me the most is like Amaro because he's like he's wearing that blue tennis jersey <laughs> yeah mario's like in these pictures like i'm always like really surprised because yeah. i see him like every so often yeah like we still keep in touch but, like he yeah it kind of looks the same but he feels older in a way yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. no I know, I know what you're talking about <laughs> we're gonna breeze through these pictures six flags six um, flags this is andrew on a horse, the 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 rotary, looking cool. The shades, yeah, the aviator shades. And then Andrew took his aviator shades, or Amara took his aviator shades. <laughs> squid on top of him. Um, I think this is Andrew's favorite squid. Mm -hmm. Does he still have that? I don't know. Do you know? No. Mm. <laughs> but yet again. <laughs> okay, this is this is just getting dangerous now. <laughs> 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 you went hard on the flanking. Um, I think this is one of the last um, rallies. For yeah, 2013. Um, fun. Yeah. Okay. This one is crazy. I remember this one. Like. Okay. Yeah. You can see the picture yeah, after this one. Yeah. But um, we were we were bored. Um, one time before the rally, and we had time yeah. to kill. And this is when like the birth of band battles, like within the CI band started. <laughs> um I made it a point to not do it like every single time because I know it gets yeah, like it's like it's like, know, kind of like kinda... samey after a while. Yeah, yeah. Um but this is a big deal. Like so we split our band in two to make two smaller bands, and then we just had a band battle. <laughs> and <laughs> Andrew went so went hard, hard during the band battle, yeah, that he bled in his mouthpiece, yeah. and you can see it in this picture. So basically, here. I think this is walking around, and then like he puts his trumpet into his face, and then the, the lips hit his teeth, and then well, avert your eyes, if it's too graphic, there's a little bit of blood <laughs> in his mouthpiece. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but he was okay. He he made it out okay. 
Yeah. It wasn't uh, serious or anything. Yeah. No, but yeah, that was a fun band battle, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Band battles are fun when um they're unique. Yeah, when you sprinkle them in, it's fine. Let's see. Uh this one. As I fix my webcam. Uh, yeah. We this is uh Bandcamp twenty twelve. Yeah, twenty twelve, which is uh my senior year. Yeah, the summer going into your senior year. And then uh yeah, this is actually when Noxy, yeah. They uh <laughs> we were able to practice in the college at States Park again. And then uh but we did the music portion in the band room or in yeah. like this. But our band was kind of big and he didn't want to stay inside the band room. So he took the trash can as like the podium mm-hmm. and then we had Lawrence conduct the entire band. Like this. Yeah, look at that brass line. Like so many trombones. And I love it. Um yeah. that's interesting that you guys put them in the front. Yeah. Uh I know some bands compose the the, the block like that. Yeah, because we wanted to do it uh for this, at least this rehearsal, like kind of like how uh, most uh, modern parade uh, bands mm-hmm. do it, which is having the low brass in the front and then in the back, that's when you have um, mm-hmm. like the woodwind line and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you know why bands do that? Um, it's mostly uh, just for different sounds. Mm-hmm. So it's like typically uh, the brass, the trumpets, stuff has like the melody so you put them in mm-hmm. front uh the low brass like helps keep the time and stuff uh so you put them in the middle near the front right and uh then the woodwinds the clarinets and the saxophones like kind of have like that little twinkled sparkle to the music right but you could only they don't project as much right like as the horned instruments like the bell front facing instruments so then you get to hear them more as like um, as an audience member, as like they come towards you, mm-hmm. yeah. So you hear the melody first, and then you hear like the the twinkling, the sparkle, the yeah. pizzazz. With yeah, the yeah, other yeah. yeah, the the texture of the yeah. Things. And typically, anyways, in most marching arrangements, the saxophones also double the melody with the horns, mm-hmm. so it gets still reinforced in that. And then typically, you put like the uh, marching percussion in the middle. But you can have them yeah. in the back. Yeah. Kind of curious what we're playing in this picture. Probably the march. <laughs> yeah, probably the march. Yeah. Uh, fun antics. This is Lawrence and attempting to balance on that same trash can. Uh, <laughs> he has the podium in. Well, he did it. Uh, at least that split second when he, <laughs> he took the picture. <laughs> probably like um, a few seconds. Yeah. Yeah. These next few pictures are um, the band marching. And like we see, we still kept that um same setup. So like uh, you're marching through stuff like that. Yeah, even though like there's only five, six ranks of musicians, it's pretty sizable. So what we had yeah, a drum line. I kind of feel bad for the mallet percussion. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, like to, yeah. the mouths and the thing. bells died after, I think, this year, actually. <laughs> like, they had to, uh, 
the drum line has like the typical CI cadence. And then um, they had this cool bell part. I remember my freshman year, but no one really wrote it down. Yeah. I think it yeah, it just made it on the spot. <laughs> then here we have uh, VC star reporter Tom Kiskin and Bruce Lee. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Lawrence Ann. Uh, we, we don't make fun of him because he's Chinese, but he's part Chinese, part Filipino, and he kind of looks like Bruce Lee. Yeah. But um, what, this is also pretty memorable, too, because uh, this is the first time, or basically Tom Kiskin, that's his name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, he joined us for uh, this parade just because he did this, um, not bit. Yeah, he was doing like a like, piece about the band. Like a series about yeah. um, his thing. And then, uh, yeah, he he joined us for a few rehearsals. We let him play cymbals, and then, um, yeah, he marks with us. This is really yeah, cool. That was pretty cool. That's a pretty cool view. It's like a bottom view of the band. Back yeah, this is when I got more daring with my photos. <laughs> so, like, I laid down on the floor and took cool angles. Yeah. And uh, this one's another view of the marching parade. Um, yeah. Let's see. This is... Uh, one Kids playing bond. with fire. Yeah, one of the bond days that we had at um I forgot what's it called? <laughs> the this is College of States Park. College of States Park, yeah, there you go. I used I used to live right next to this park, so <laughs> I wonder why I forgot it. Um <laughs> and let's see, what year was this? Because Eduardo's in the picture. Um It says I took it in twenty twelve. I think he came back. Yeah. That's that's to see us, that's to see us mess with the grill. We had such a lot of problems with this grill. There I was think, like we didn't really understand how it worked. There was that one band bond day where like half the band bought a Little Caesars pizza. Do you, do you remember that? <laughs> there was like fifteen boxes in a stack. Yeah, like we, we, like we all went to the the Little Caesars at different times and just brought pizza. Yeah, we had so many boxes that we had to have people bring them home. Like, <laughs> I remember that. That was funny. <laughs> Let's see, and then just the big, big um, big screen. Like Tom Kiskin's back here. Yeah, I think. Yeah, again planking. <laughs> like, at least I I would want want these photos to serve as like. We had a lot of good times, fun times, and like a lot of them are really dumb. But, you know, if all these photos serve as like um, a message that like we definitely had such a big camaraderie. Yeah. Like beyond like sections, beyond like um, what instrument we played. Yeah. Um, The band was such a really good community and like allowed like a lot of us to like explore um not just ourselves but like our friendships with each other like create memories with each other yeah and we can thank terrell to a certain extent based on how he um laid out the leadership or made us lay out the leadership like like he was very hands-off yeah it was very student-centered yeah and like even though like it kind of was a double-edged sword for us. Yeah. Um, I felt like 
like with uh, your year, um, the class of 2010, like my freshman year, and then um, our year leadership, we had like people with um, just like drive and passion, but also understanding of like how things work, um, that we were just able to keep it going. Like a lot of a lot of like groups of students and like a lot of bands can't really do what we're, we're able to do. Yeah. I'm like this only came from um, student leadership, uh, people acting responsible, and then just like people just acting like sensible. <laughs> yep. I'm like, I have so oh. many other pictures that. <laughs> yeah, we can take up the rest of the day. We'll just flash through them really quick. But, uh, uh, shout outs to um, Alejandro for having this beautiful smile. Look at him. Yeah. He's beautiful. <laughs> Uh, this photo, shout out to uh, Paul DeSalas and uh, him doing a marching era. The St. Patrick's Parade, mm-hmm. which is an awful parade because you march uphill. Yeah, I, I never got to do that parade because uh, you know, of the SAT. <laughs> the SAT. <laughs> I remember it fell on like bad days too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we like to have fun here at CI. Oh, this is the last picture. This is one of my favorite ones. We mm-hmm. uh, I used this prop for a film. Someone made anime eyes. And we <laughs> have a, a horse doing piano. <laughs> okay. So this was one last thing I just want to breeze through. Um, so I was the one that made the um, the band banquet. My camera was kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. The band banquet um, multimedia. Yeah. And that well, was like, the first year you guys did like interviews, right? Yeah. So that sort of interview style. Me being the ambitious person I am and not knowing my limits. Uh, <laughs> before this, I did two video projects for different classes. And then this one is like the biggest one I did. This is an hour long. I was supposed to upload it to um, YouTube uh, probably five years ago, but I didn't. <laughs> And I, I, I think I still know the credentials, so if you want to upload it, <laughs> you know, to so, this day, I still haven't seen it. Um, it's an hour yeah. long, so maybe I don't want to watch it on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, but maybe yeah, we're gonna skip through it. But um, this is definitely one of my most ambitious projects, and looking back at it, I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't want this to get DMCA strike. Oh yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. Again, it's like music, video. This is the first time I think like someone has done this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like I've been to another band banquet or something and like they did a video of it. So I was like, hopefully I inspire people. But uh, <laughs> here's the thing too. We had 20 seniors, right? It's a lot. Yeah. How much I time did to, you give each senior? I wanted to be respectful. And I think I try to cut it down to five minutes each. Mm. even five times 20 is like <laughs> like an like an hour a lot. yeah almost two but, um, yeah there's a lot of people contributed it let's see i don't want to put anyone on the spot here so let's go to my interview okay and yeah then... we can watch that one <laughs> so i I'll let people it. pick their songs <laughs> <Mute it. laughs> i don't want to get striked <laughs> It's okay. So yeah, 
people submitted pictures. There we go. <laughs> I'm pretty awkward at this point, anyways. That that <laughs> well, that's basically the interviews. <laughs> um, I'm I'm still pretty awkward, or, you know. It was um I don't know who did it. Either the year after your year or the year after that, but um, what they did was that they took the question, yeah, and they took every senior's response to the question. And they splice it all into one like portion. Yeah, so they, they asked, it, right? Yeah. So I really like that editing style. Instead of like just having one person like for five minutes, they did. Yeah. They they answered like that question, but for everyone, and then they moved on yeah. to the next question. I, that that was really cool. Yeah, like I I think I've seen that one too, where like they're able to like shoot other people in different locations mm-hmm. too. So it's like really interesting. But um, yeah, I think for me, like I'm just like kind of like new at this. It's like the first time I'm doing it, and just like trying to respect everybody, like keep it more in line towards how we did it before, which is like that interview question. We'll yeah, because be- before now or before this, before your senior year, we just did it like text. You know? Yeah, which and wanted- which is fine, but um, I really like the interview style. I, I, I'm surprised I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah, I think this took like like way too much of my time. I did this like uh, in three weeks, and I spent like some sleepless nights on it. But like, I like this ending. Um, I didn't memorize my line, so I'm reading off a postcard. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Yeah, you you said it. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Kidding. When I was yeah, showing was... live, when I was showing live, like I had to get out of the room because I didn't want to see myself do this. Mm. And then here's my last comedic bit. <laughs> what? Anyway, I sure really don't. <laughs> there we go. Awesome. Uh, maybe yeah, maybe I'll actually upload it uh six years too late. I yeah, to this day I still haven't seen the I still haven't seen it. So I, I was always curious. It'll be, yeah, it'll be always interesting for all these other people in the band. Because this has every senior. And like right. I gave them five minutes. That's a lot of time. <laughs> also, I think my webcam camera is dying. Oh no. Yeah, it has the little bar <laughs> oh. at the bottom. Right. Do you want to do the rest just audio and then I'll just <laughs> draw a picture of myself? Um 
Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> Alright, sick. Uh, I'll stay on cam, I guess. I can I can edit it in post. Okay. I can just throw a picture of you when it dies. That's fine. Um, so it'll it'll die when it dies. <laughs> <laughs> it'll die when it dies. Yeah. Um, yeah that's that, yeah. That's my trip down memory lane. Yeah. Any uh any other band memories or stories or dramas that you noted down before we move on? Because we we spent a fair amount of time in this section. <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I think mo- most of you just talked about it. Um, sexy saxes, band banquet films. Uh, I think on the last one I want to talk about is um, my surprise this being like being chosen to be the publicist in my sophomore year. Because the way leadership positions are chosen is like sometimes the senior just recommended you. Or like whoever just recommended you, and then that year, uh, Kevin Guerrero uh, recommended me and Taylor Morales to be um, the publicist. Even though like I never had that close of a like talking relationship to Kevin, but he saw something in me. I was like, "Hey, this guy could be the publicist," and then I was, and then now <laughs> I I did a lot of these things. And I think it's really cool just to be like noticed by like someone, you know, and then being given an opportunity. And like even though you at that moment do not know what to do in that opportunity, mm-hmm. just kind of roll with it. And I think that's just like uh kind of a testament to a person's strength and seeing how far mm-hmm. they go. And hopefully I made it far, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I made you proud. <laughs> But other than that, <laughs> uh, I hope all these like uh, moments just serve, like I said before, like showing that community and camaraderie, and it's like definitely made me the person who I am today, and, like help me develop all that fun stuff. Yeah, and it's definitely one of those things where you get what you put in. Mm-hmm. So if you're just one of those people that, you know showed up to all the events and then you know went home after you're probably not going to get out as much as someone who is there like 24 7 in the band room (laughs) i like i was there like from um the end of school all the way to like what's like six it's like the end of drumline practice and like even though like sometimes you just i just went with my friends and hung out and at the old fresh and easy yeah uh, rest rest in power king rip <laughs> but, it's um, it's still physically yeah. there it's just, <laughs> it's, like, it's just a shell dude it's it yeah. hurts it, yeah. it hurts but um this uh, being one of those people who like uh cared about the band enough to like stay there for a while it's like either i'm like practicing or like, doing my homework or stuff like that yeah it's just yeah. a community to be in mm-hmm. and yeah we were we were there pretty late sometimes like the latest I was there, like maybe eight, nine that night. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, let's move on to um the post tsunami and uh <laughs> after what, the waves. Yeah. So so what happened after the waves, RJ? Like what are you doing now? So like uh like most seniors sometimes like at the end of school year, like I do like the college application stuff and whatever. Um, I actually applied to like uh, 
like Cal Poly Pomona, Cal, uh, Cal Poly Slow, and like CSCCI for computer engineering or like computer programming major. But then like at the very end of um, school, like I just decided just to stay at home for a little bit and uh, keep doing what I've been doing, which is mm -hmm. music, like playing saxophone and stuff. So I went to Ventura College, uh, studied music there, um, while also like learning, um, learning about myself and like dealing with my insecurities and stuff like that. And um, I think honestly, being in a community college uh, just gave me kind of like a safety net, but also gave me like enough time just to actually like figure out uh, stuff like stuff that I'm good at and like stuff I want to do and like my um my ideals that I want like in, in my life and whatever. So then I stuck with uh, music for two years. Then I had an opportunity to study music education at CSUN. So I went for it. So I finished my undergrad at CSUN doing music education. Then uh, I spent two and a half years at the credential uh, program at CSUN mm -hmm. because to be a teacher you need like to be a certified teacher you need an undergraduate's degree and then either pass a test or get waived for that test and then enter credential program and then hopefully in um, a year and a half uh, you're able you got a teaching credential through a whole bunch of different stuff mm -hmm. basically like an internship and all that fun stuff and yeah now for the past year i graduated a year ago with my um music uh, my credential in music and i spent this past year working as a substitute teacher for um Ooh, so it's for the oxford union high school district so i was able to work in that district but i mostly did it uh at ci and Wainimi. Mm, fun fact yeah. my my last uh Basically, my last week uh, before the whole Corona incident back in March. Well, we're demonetized on YouTube now. That's <laughs> <laughs> Corona, Corona. Oh, cool. But um, <laughs> uh, I actually was subbing for Mr. Terrell's class for that entire week because he was um, oh nice uh, taking that week off. That must have been an that must have been an interesting experience. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, it's kind of like, <laughs> cause I was only scheduled for that one week and that week happened to be the week before they closed down the schools. Right. Mm -hmm. So like on Monday, like everyone was all like, things are like normal and <laughs> stuff like that. And then by like Tuesday, you hear like the little inklings of like, Hey, there's something serious going on. <laughs> yeah. And then like by like Thursday and it's like, yeah, it's kind of really bad. <laughs> And then Friday we get the announcement and it's like mm -hmm. school's closed indefinitely. And it's like, well, um I hope you kids are will be okay. Uh it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel kinda bad for the seniors. You know, they like they basically lost the second half of their senior year. Yeah. And it's like um my sister too, because uh, she graduated this year. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's kind of like a harsh reality yeah they have to deal with but it's like i've seen me working with the seniors in band and stuff like that and like working for the band in general 
they really come like super far and i'm i'm they'll be fine yeah you know <laughs> you know those millennials they'll be fine or what, gen z's gen z's <laughs> they're um, yeah they'll be fine they'll be fine uh yeah they'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun working uh with the band they were doing uh music man they're starting to work oh, on yes. rumble with the high plains uh oh wow you're just bringing me back to my my sophomore or your freshman year now yeah they only did one piece i don't really know but everyone hated rumble in the high plains really no i like, freaking they, i love that piece <laughs> it's funny because like um like i talked to like some of the trumpet people and i was like yeah it's fun for like the horn players and the trumpets sometimes but then you just kind of just wait around and i think they just got that piece right so like their percussionists uh, still need like a lot of time on it yeah it's it's a big percussion piece i remember like yeah, there's like, the there's a solo between like timbales um, timbales and, and another uh, pitch drum yeah yeah um but yeah i was glad to be able to come back and work with them as well as like mr terrell's other ensembles mm -hmm. it's like the guitar and strings and like the music technology one mm -hmm. so are you technically still a sub for the district um technically i am i don't know how school is gonna work out next year yeah but um i'm trying to like find more like music positions that will be opening up i know there's an elementary school around here that's looking for like a, a first grade through eighth uh teacher or a k through eight music teacher mm -hmm. then um i interviewed last year with a music advocacy group uh, based in oxnard called omeg so like they've been keeping me up with stuff but till now i'm a man of the sub or uh, I'm a fan of the music credential. <laughs> did it did it line up with what your high school self like saw your future self? If that makes sense. I think uh in my high school year, like I didn't have that foresight because I was too like focused on um things closer to me, if that makes sense. Like time wise. Cause like I was still like worrying about um if I'm still gonna like gonna go to college for something, yeah. Um, what am I gonna study? Um, it's like, what am I gonna do with my life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we all had that moment. <laughs> yeah, but being in community college and like just keeping at it with something that I've been doing since fourth grade, mm -hmm. um, really helped me like discover like even though like music. Uh, studying music is like extremely hard especially for me who like has never taken a lesson in their life like like many yeah. other people never taken a lesson never studied a music theory seriously had no really understanding what goes on with like the classical music world mm -hmm. and, like even like jazz performance and stuff like that like i didn't really learn how to improvise like and understand what improvising was until uh um i did jazz band in community college right yeah yeah i mean we had we had jazz band in high school but 
Terrell would be like, all right, here's a blue scale. You know, as long as you're playing the notes on the blue scale, you'll be fine. <laughs> you should, you like, be good fine. luck. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, we uh, didn't have the opportunity to learn, like, that higher level understanding of, like, yeah. how jazz actually works. Mm-hmm. And, like, in a lot of ways, for me, transitioning from high school into, like, um, uh, Ventura College music program, was like, a lot of accomplished musicians and also yeah. like a lot of like musicians like um learning and i was like really naturally talented or seemingly mm-hmm. naturally talented um it felt like being like a big fish and like a small pond with high school yeah because like honestly like i was like one of like one of the top musicians there mm-hmm. in a way and then going into like being being that big fish suddenly like one of the smaller fishes in like this really extremely bigger pond oh yeah 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 yeah. i get that feel from going into college too yeah but um i'm glad and lucky that the instructors i met were like so supportive the program that i was in was so supportive um the people i met in my class were like so supportive mm-hmm. and, like if it wasn't that way i probably wouldn't have continued but just having their support and was just realizing, like, the opportunities and support, like, Mr. Terrell and Mr. Bond have given me. Mr. Bond being the, my middle school band director and also my elementary school band director or music teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, by the end of the two years I spent in Ventura College, I'm like, I made up my mind that I wanted to be able to give those opportunities that they have given me back mm-hmm. to my community, back to like um kids who are in the need right yeah so i think that's why i ultimately stuck with music education because mm-hmm. because of like the opportunities like the band community has given me and like my teachers and my professors like i wanted for me personally to give that back to um the mm-hmm. people that need it the people that um i'm going to be like be working with and stuff my community and yeah, that's why I studied music education <laughs> and did all that really hard stuff mm-hmm. so that I could just do this. Yeah. With um with music education, is there anything different that you learned versus like just regular education? Like is there like a big difference between teaching music and teaching like English or math, for example? I think what I learned early on or I didn't learn this not early on, but I didn't learn this until working with one of my, we call them master teachers, mm-hmm. um, which is basically when you intern or you spend your year student teaching, you have like the the actual teacher and then you being able to run like a part of the class or yeah. a whole class. Excuse me. There's um one thing I learned from him because he's a music th- teacher, right? In the elementary uh, middle school. And then watching him basically subbing a class for like an hour because it's like a weird big schedule that day. He was teaching like a special education, like English portion of the class. And then just seeing him, how he basically worked with those kids. It's kind of like how he worked with kids in band. And just like what I realized from him is um good teaching. or. Uh, 
yeah, good teaching is just good teaching. Like there's like these fundamental core aspects of like um the art of teaching, which is like yeah. supporting students, just like uh making sure that they're heard. Um making sure like the classroom flows in a certain way and like your lesson plans, even though if you don't have the lesson plans, things start flowing in a certain way. Yeah. Uh, not giving students like a lot of time to be like confused or something like that. And like always reiterating. Yeah. And like good teaching is just good teaching no matter what your subject is. Right. There was um there was an interesting technique that one of the band directors. So let me let me take it back. Yeah. Um so I'm in the Ventura County concert band and usually we practice at Buena High's band room. Mm -hmm. But there was this one time where we couldn't practice at Buena High's band room for some reason. I think they had their open house. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so we went to the neighboring junior high. I forgot which one. It was some junior high in um, Ventura. Yeah. And our main director, Julie, um, was out. And so we basically had like a sub band director. And he was the current band director at that junior high that we were at. Mm -hmm. um and i remember feeling this is probably i don't know like earlier in the year <laughs> actually this year um i felt like a kid back in class because you know he was used to teaching yeah um, junior high and middle school students and he had this technique i don't know if it has a name it probably does but he has this technique where he will ask three students um like a question for understanding yeah so and and he makes it very clear like if you don't be afraid to say the wrong answer or don't be afraid to admit that you don't know because mm -hmm. if if there's one student that doesn't know there's probably someone else in the class that also doesn't know yeah. so he picked three students and he asked them like for example like i don't know what's the definition of a car, for example, right? Mm. So he would ask three students, like, what's the definition of a car? And if all three of them, um, like, got, like, said, you know, like, the wrong answer, he would clarify, yeah. clarify yeah. it. Um, which I think is an interesting technique. I don't know if, he, if, if all three of the students got right, like, mm. if, if he just moved on, but he made it a point... Um, it was basically like a clarification step. It yeah. was him trying to gauge yeah. the understanding of the students. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And so I really... Sorry, so go ahead. Like, yeah. So like that's a common technique, basically uh, checking for understanding. Um, uh, so like a lot of the techniques I've learned, like um, learning how to be a teacher, right? Like I... I don't really remember my teachers doing it. Maybe yeah. it's like... <laughs> because you're so busy, like, like, oh, I don't want to get called on. I hope they don't call me kind of thing. Yeah, it's like there's, like, the double, like, thing of, like, maybe I was anxious about it or maybe they did it well enough to where, like, I don't remember it, yeah. right? But, um, yeah, checking for understanding is, like, sometimes what teachers, like, a lot of teachers don't really do. And yeah. then, like, at least it leads to so much confusion. Like, let's say, like, you're giving an instruction, like, to write an essay. It's like, I need this essay done, five paragraphs, and, like, uh, like five paragraphs, like, 1.5, or, like, double space and stuff like that. 
And then if you do not clarify it then and there, like with the students to make sure they don't understand, they will ask you questions about it like every single day. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you need, as a teacher, you need to make sure your students have it. Because like if one of them, as you said, one of them doesn't have it, there's a, there's a high enough probability that another student will have the same question but doesn't want to answer or just doesn't understand. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes uh, some teachers don't get to that, allowing students to like have, allowing students to not know an answer being like uh, an answer to a question, right? Like we were taught like a binary of like either you have an answer or you don't. And yeah. if you don't, you're probably wrong. Right. Like sometimes if you're right, you're wrong. Um, allowing students like this to fail and stuff like that. Yeah, that's. I think that's something that school needs to do a better job of is teaching kids like how to fail and admit failure so that they can be successful. Yeah. <laughs> that and that's the, yeah, and it's like that's the thing about music education too. It's like, what do you do in um, music classes most of all the time when you're learning a piece? Mm-hmm. You like you fail. You fail a lot. <laughs> right yeah. yeah but you don't in that environment i you're taught just like you know to keep going learn from those mistakes and stuff like that and like that's just one aspect of why like uh, whenever i talk to teachers you know like even like um teachers like other degrees and fields and stuff like science or like um english or like mathematics music has those same like like fundamental like lessons that applies into like those different um fields like um we do a lot of reading um like in music right like we just not just like reading like english or stuff we like read a lot of music and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um mathematics in music is like derived from like both like the written notation of it because like everything needs to be in a certain place and like fit a certain structure yeah but also like um we hear it right you hear like the drum beats you hear like if things are like going faster and smaller yeah and like we hear like different frequencies and like for like science like different frequencies like how does mm-hmm. <laughs> like um why does an alto saxophone sound different from a trumpet and like stuff like that music is like has all those um like qualities and more and like i that's like a reason why i'm always like advocating for music in schools yeah it's it's like it's not just like it's not even each subject has like a individual like cube that they exist in like everything's like uh multi-sectional with each other and things like that yeah, the the great thing about music is that there's there's like a product, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. That yeah. being like the music or like the audio that gets created. Whereas with, you know, like math or science, when you're learning those subjects, there's not necessarily like, like a product that occurs that that happens at the end. So I think music is great for the people that are like they're like doers and that's sort of their like learning style 
Mm-hmm. Um, they learn by doing, which is the Cal Poly motto. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think like music is great for those kinds of people. Yeah, it's like there's a hands-on approach to it. Yeah, and then like also like the thing I learned, uh, like at the tail end of my um, experience being learning how to be a music teacher, is that you could incorporate like so much more, like in terms of like um, having students understand like ho- understand holistically like what the music is. Yeah, like it's one thing to play like a Sousa march, but it's like another. Um, like another thing to understand why you're playing a Sousa March, why is the Sousa March effective? Who is mm-hmm. Sousa? Why does this March like um have that effect on me? Like sometimes we forget that um music ha- is supposed to have like this emotional yeah. kind of reaction. And like because uh the last podcast we uh I know you and Andrew talked about uh pictures at an exhibition, exhibition yep. right? Baba Yaga. And uh, Great Gate of Kiev. Like, imagine if we not only just played it, right? But, like, we internalized what those paintings were. We yeah. internalized why those two sound really different. Why one sounds, like, scary and frantic and the other one sounds, like, bold and stuff like that. Yeah, that's something that I learned being in the Ventura County Concert Band is that like there's it's one thing to play the piece and play it well but to internalize like the context of that piece and putting yourself in that environment right yeah. like yeah. you know if we're playing like phantom of the opera for example like imagine being <laughs> there <laughs> um in that distress of mm-hmm. the movie or whatever or the play yeah uh, and then stuff like that yeah and then in turn as like students studying that music, you're you're gonna like have that internalization and apply that through the music and then have it be that way, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's one thing that's one of the things I really like about band is that um when you're playing when you're in that I guess that's one of the things I like about concert band is that when you're playing that piece, you're you're put into that environment and like nothing else matters. Like yeah. at that yeah, moment. Yeah, that whole in the moment thing too is like yeah. super important. Yeah. Because um sometimes with other subjects you don't get to feel that way, you know? Yeah. It's like if you're doing like a math test, you most often won't feel like um you're in the moment, it's just you and your pencil. Yeah. It's just and you're just banging through it. Yeah, it's just kind of you know it or you don't kind of thing. Well like and music is not like that. Yeah, it's like music is one of those things. It's like you just you're in the moment, like in the right mindset, and then you just do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like it doesn't at that moment it doesn't really matter if like you mess it up or <laughs> you you don't. But uh, you just do it, and then and all that fun stuff that comes after it. It's like being anxious about it or being proud of yourself. <laughs> and I think music education is just a, that really important aspect in um in today's education and especially because one of the things that kind of like irked me too is um not irked but um like made you feel uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) it's just uh i don't think like people really really know how to like appreciate music in a certain way 
yeah in terms we... of like um sometimes like it's okay to use it like as um like things to like um like basically uh work as a companion as like things you're doing like i do it all the time like i listen to music like as i walk or like do other stuff yeah, yeah. there's uh, there's another act of listening to music and when it's just like you and the music and it's like you just kind of like understanding it and like yeah feeling it. that that act of listening that we don't really do instinctively i don't know like we don't <laughs> we weren't really taught like you know yeah take the song and like really digest it and um, yeah hear all the different parts and really yeah, internalize it's like, it yeah it's like that's like something no one's ever really taught and like i would like to start teaching it like has have yeah. a certain amount of time you know it's like teach students how to listen to music yeah and like it sounds pretty obvious right like yeah. it's just, you just plug it in your ears and you just do it but there's like another layer of like actively listening to it yeah it's like it's like you're listening to like a band i listened to like recently like i've been listening to like the strokes right and it's like i'm gonna listen to this um this song uh i'm gonna listen to just the bass line because i really like the bass line and then i'm gonna yeah. listen to it again or like see how the drum like backs up that bass line and things like yeah, that. Yeah, something. Mm -hmm. And it's like at the end of the day, music's supposed to be fun, right? Whether yeah. you play it, whether you listen to it, uh, it's supposed to like give you a reaction. And sometimes I feel like we're missing we're missing that in like uh, today's life. Yeah, I feel like yeah. a lot of people who like either don't like listening to music or like just um treat music as a commodity and then it's like <laughs> yeah there's there's more to that than you know commodity and yeah, it's like... and it's not just background noises you know because i mean i'm i'm kind of guilty of this too sometimes i'll play music and it's just you know something to put in the background yeah but it's like even then you're like for me it's like treating a music treating music as a companion Mm -hmm. right so it's like it's something that's with you mm -hmm. and it's like something that's comforting and like i understand that but like sometimes just people like dismiss music for whatever reason mm. and it's kind of sad yeah <laughs> it's like especially like even like live venue performances like um a lot of students whether but like a lot of younger students i found especially in like low income um like parts of neighborhoods and stuff they don't have that like experience of like being in front of like a live musician and things like that mm -hmm. i honestly never went to a concert until like after high school or like um, yeah <laughs> like a concert by myself like after high school mm -hmm. but it's like there's such a feeling you get like um whether it be like a concert hall or like a small rock venue mm -hmm. of like the music reverberating through the area yeah you start to like feel it feel the people around you yeah it's not just sound going in your ear like there's like a feeling <laughs> yeah it's like hard to explain if you haven't been there yeah but um it's it's <laughs> it's it's hard it's hard being a teacher <laughs> oh yeah and like um because like uh my first uh quote-unquote gig for like student teaching was um 
at a high school at a low income like neighborhood, right? And I've been at LAUSD. Um, if you don't know, it's the second biggest school district. <laughs> but also, they don't have um, enrollment like typical, like what you see in most school districts. It's based by neighborhood. Yeah. They have enrollment based on choice. So you could mm. choose to have your kid attend that high school. Like that's like close by, but it's in a bad neighborhood. Or you could try to get them to apply and like the next high school a city over is supposedly the good one yeah that that sort of system promotes like a social economic yeah and then yeah classism i don't know what's the word (laughs) and then at that point um that forces the high schools to like basically advertise their programs Mm -hmm. like to different middle schools it's like hey you should come here and like on one end it's pretty good because like the high school I went to has like a medical academy oh, and like cool. a kind of like a games academy. But on the other hand, if those programs aren't enough, it leads to low enrollment. But then low enrollment just leads to loss of money. And loss of money leads to loss of opportunities. And yeah, loss of yeah. opportunities <laughs> it spirals from there. Yeah. Yeah, because like, I know a lot of school districts, it's um the money you get is based on attendance, right? Like the number of students. Yeah. How many show, students yeah. show up that day is how much money you're going to get from an allocated budget. And then um, uh, when you don't meet those numbers, you're as a band, one of the key hallmarks of like a band program, research program is like constant fundraisers, mm-hmm. right? And like right. that's how bands are supposed to make their money yeah on the back end but like at that point you're you're taking you're teaching students not to be better musicians but better entrepreneurs yeah that's (laughs) the business end i wasn't a big fan of the business end of the band like i didn't really care about that but Mm -hmm. um i talk a lot about business with the episode with andrew but um that's something that i'm more interested in now is like sort of the business back end of It doesn't. Even, it doesn't even need to be a business. It can be like a nonprofit, like like a marching band. You know, yeah. how do they financially um, fund themselves and yeah. to keep the program going and yeah, to have the band like, go to all these events. Yeah, and like the other end of my like um uh my my internship, basically my student teaching, I was um, teaching at a middle school like in like a kind of like almost the Burbank area, like just at the end of it. So it's like more, more affluent. So it's like a lot of, and it's like, it's a part, uh, part charter school, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it's more prestigious to get into. Yeah. And like a lot of students in that music program, um, they actually came from like music backgrounds. So like they're, um, cause it's like in LA, they're like, um, their dad was probably like a studio musician or like their mom played like flute in the orchestra or stuff like that. And like people have like businesses, like where people are doctors and whatever. Uh, they were able to open up a nonprofit for their middle school and then have all their donations go through that nonprofit. And then um, they're able to use that nonprofit for like things like new risers and like mm-hmm. music and stuff like that. But like, going back into like how our school is structured and how the high school I went through structured. It's like, we don't have those opportunities. 
because we don't yeah. are basically quote unquote the ghetto. <laughs> and like those um those weird differences and like uh being at a school with more money and like can have more money than being like in those other schools. Like it's it's a real challenge, like um today's day. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's 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 always tiring for me to think about. Yeah, because you know you don't have the resources to give the opportunities yeah. that you want to give to to the students. Yeah. Um, so, like, as teachers, we rely on grants and like we rely on um. Yeah. The fundraisers, like, uh, fundraisers, yeah. being on entrepreneurs, <laughs> and then maybe we can't afford that eighteen hundred uh venue at the OC Pen. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, that's yeah. That's something that we, I think, our band did really well back then is making the best of what we had. Like we didn't really have much in terms of like finances, um, mm-hmm. but we did what we could with the resources we had. Yeah, we were extremely resourceful. Yeah, and like even then, we didn't even like need that much. <laughs> To be honest, we just needed places to play in, and like Terrell was able to get us that. Yeah, but um, hey, that's like the strength of um, I think, because like in that um, in that uh, high school that I taught at, with that low income area, like there are still like some pretty amazing leaders, and like there's still like a camaraderie with all of them. So like that band also was like probably like ten or twelve people at most. It's a really small band, and like they are kind of like doubled by their auxiliary, which is mm-hmm. like also like ten people. It's like the tall flag and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like they just had like such a bond with each other, mm-hmm. and like I think when you don't have a lot, like sometimes you have like all you need, you know. But it's like as teachers, you want them to have more. <laughs> Oh like yeah, your, your babies. And it's yeah. Like, um, also yeah, it's too, a... like yeah, they um they gave they gave you like this send off goodbye and it's like this giant poster board with like messages they wrote to me. I was like, oh, oh that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give you more. That's really sweet. And I'm restricted by. <laughs> yeah, and like you can kind of empathize with them because you know we didn't come from like a school that had a lot of money either yeah. so yeah um, but it's like but like being but like you didn't have a lot of money but we had a lot of opportunities you know yeah to like grow ourselves and things like mm-hmm. that yeah wow. we had to make them <laughs> ourselves and like that's that's like that's like in life you know yeah like one of the most important things that i've learned from my grandmaster teacher is that um the most the most important thing you could do as a teacher like even like if you mess up your lesson plan for the day or like um things don't go your way the most important thing you could do is teach your students about life and i think the my my most influential teachers uh didn't really just teach me about like the subject matter but they taught me about life whether mm-hmm. it be like uh, overcoming a struggle whether it be like um uh how to manage and organize my time like those things go beyond the subject matter, and with right. the with the subject matter, you could teach that. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, 
we're put in this life to live and <laughs> you <laughs> uh you learn basically life from um the wise people around it, the people who look up to er, yeah. people you look up to and like that's also why um i'm striving to be the best teacher i could be for my students mm-hmm. so that i could give them advice wisdom and teach them about life yeah so, that's yeah. yeah i think that's great because with with school we tend to teach things that aren't like directly applicable to like society and how to live life and you know all those sorts of things yeah um so anytime you can like inject that into you know your lesson plan to yeah you know have students bring that along with them um i think that's like pretty great (laughs) yeah it's like even like some people are like math doesn't teach me anything and stuff like that well it's like for me math taught me algebra which means i could just create like a, a framework and then just plug different things in and see how they affect the thing mm-hmm. like calculus the idea of like derivatives and intervals is like there's you could add like a complex layer above it or below it um i really enjoy physics because <laughs> i i watch a lot of skateboarding videos oh, really? <laughs> but like how things rotate and like how the skateboarders could do everything mm-hmm. i don't know the people who like don't really like school often didn't find or didn't like realize how much uh, there is in school you know like how much more of it um that could be applied in your daily life mm-hmm. but um sometimes schools is the bummer <laughs> to be honest like the way yeah. that it's structured yeah stuff like that that was like, definitely yeah. that was definitely my mindset in college like why am i in this class yeah it doesn't really help with what i'm like what i want to do in my career yeah it's like sometimes Mm -hmm. you just have to look for a silver lining yeah but uh i don't know it's 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 exciting to be a new teacher it's also Mm -hmm. really horrifying to be a new teacher (laughs) (laughs) nowadays um but you know with everything like the bands taught me what music has taught me is that like I've been through a lot and I I could overcome things. And, you know, just keep going at it. If you mess up a message, just keep going. Yeah, just keep going. I think uh I think it'd be interesting to do an episode with you and Julian because Julian's a yeah science a teacher. Science teacher up in uh, NorCal now. Yeah, so I think that would be an interesting podcast to have you two on. Yeah, I think um, that'd be a good idea. <laughs> We don't have too much time. We got five minutes left. Um, so let's move on to the four, what I call the four ones. Really oh, quick. yes. The the interview questions. Yes. Um, so, I'm here to apply for the job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So your future goals are where you see yourself in a week, a month, a year, a decade. Yeah. So I just go go down it? Yeah, you can go down the list. Um, All right. Here it goes. Uh, bullet Bullet time. Uh, one week, hopefully getting a official job as a teacher. In one month, hopefully be back at schools. I, I don't know about the current. I don't situation. know about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, in one year, be a music teacher somewhere, and then one decade, be a music teacher, but also own a pop-up restaurant over the summer. <laughs> because I've always am keen into the idea of 
having a pop-up eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something that you can work on like during the summer <laughs> as yeah. a teacher. Because I, like I, I work think on that's myself and yeah. And yeah. I could do there. Yeah. Cool. And it 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 would be cool to kind of incorporate like the teaching aspects with like that pop-up like business aspect. I don't know what you would teach. I don't know. <laughs> um because my my <laughs> if I could get it working. I would like to like have this pop up, but also like a uh, a way to fund my 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 music program. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know, like uh, like Buena High uh, at the VC Parade, it has like this um the funnel cakes, the funnel cake stuff. Like I learned that like that's how they get most of their uh, marching band money, like most of uh, not all their marching band money. Mm-hmm. Uh, like marching band super expensive. Yeah, but like um. They got donated like all the the stuff to start it up, and they just kept doing it. Maybe that could be that could be me. Yeah, that's a great way to you know provide funds for the band. Also, people listening, uh, I put a link. There's a website called Donors Choose. Um, in this website, it's a bunch of like it's kind of like GoFundMe, but specifically for classrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you ever want to donate some money to help some teacher, <laughs> DonorsChoose.org is the way. Yeah, for sure. I'll put it. I'll put it in the description and in all the platforms. Um, okay. There's two minutes left. Um, so let's wrap it up. Um, any shoutouts <laughs> you want to give or where Heck people yeah. can find you? So uh, Andrew told me to shout out the line chat. Uh, I don't. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's just the Andrew Angel and the Amaro right. and I. Or like um we keep in touch with each other a lot yeah but then you know people out there listening keep in touch with their friends yeah <laughs> most, that's most of the times they're all you get they're they're all you got yeah uh yeah so i have that uh i also have a writing blog in which i talk about like um sometimes games sometimes visual novels sometimes cartoons and anime and stuff mm-hmm. it's called the uh, kubo writes uh, KupoWrites.wordpress.com. Also, I run a podcast called Kupo Talks with uh, co-hosts also in the line chat. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm also on um, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, if you know any music, if you want to learn how to play saxophone, you can hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing private lessons? Not right now, no. But okay. I can. <laughs> I'll do it for you. <laughs> Give me like twenty bucks. I'll <laughs> teach you how to play B flat scale. All right, RJ. Um, Thank you, Duke. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on. Thanks for teaching me more podcast stuff. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll see if we could do like a Julian RJ episode at some point in the future. Yeah, would, maybe I, that I, like yeah. A special. Yeah, I think that would be cool. I love education talk. <laughs> All right, RJ. Take it easy. All right. You too. Bye. Bye.